Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is the Steel Curtain Network's editor, Dave Schofield, coming at you. It's Tuesday night. It's just after nine. The pads were a crack a lacking today. Where else would you rather be as a Steelers fan? And with me as always, except when he's not, is my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going tonight? You know, I thought I would open it up with the... Um... With a with a very famous Rick Flair line, okay. Woo! <laughs> yeah. How uh, that's how Shannon closes off his shows. So, uh, um, yeah, it's it's. I'm uh, sorry, I'm 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 making notes because I we got so much to talk about. You know what? We could talk about the news. There's a lot to talk about from camp. We're actually going to dive straight into things today. Because what we're doing for this show and the topic of this show is actually going to help us cover the news and everything as we go along. The news is the Steelers started practice last Thursday since our last show. Today, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, off day Monday, today, Tuesday, first day in pads. Lots to talk about, some roster changes, some just various things going on. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to look at some specific things. We'll, we'll kind of start with some stuff. That, well, I don't know if we'll start with stuff today. I have a different example, but we'll get into stuff. And we're going to ask story or non-story because there's a lot of things that kind of get overblown, things that, that shouldn't be what's really a, a hyped-up narrative that, that, that's really more of a non-story but at the same yeah, time, there's other things that are stories that some people want to also downplay, that they really should be stories. So we're going to kind of right. sort through it. Yeah, it's it's the ever-famous during training camp. You know, we, we go from having nothing to basically being overstimulated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, just, we, don't and, get, we don't get reports about practice during the regular season. Yeah, right? this is huge. We don't get... We don't what? get play-by-play stuff during... During during other times of the regular season when they're on the field preparing, which is something that we like to call we're talking about practice. practice. Yeah, sorry. Did I did I stall long enough to actually find my side yes. night? <laughs> so yeah, and so yeah. so we get into it now. And so training camp is one of those times where we're getting way more information than we're used to getting. Yeah. So honestly, it's a lot to wade through. Yes. And you you pitched this idea at me yesterday, and I loved it for that reason. Because yeah. there's so much stuff being thrown at us. There's so much to wade through. Now we're going to wade. Now you're going. If I, if I got this right, you're going to hit me with these. I've not heard any of these. No, so I'm going to be answering these right. You're yeah. You're the, blind. You're blind with this. So, so now and then when I'm done, you might even if you have something that you want to throw at me, that might be correct. a whole different story. Um, but I didn't ask you to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of set you up with an easy one to start to kind of show everyone what we're talking about. And one right, of these yeah. things is something from from camp right before they started practicing. For example, Mike Tomlin did not do an extension of his contract before the Steelers started training camp. Is this a story or a non-story? It's a non-story. I agree. Why would you say it's a non-story? Because, honestly, partly because Coach Tomlin doesn't think it's an issue. Yeah. Coach Tomlin's happy. Coach Tomlin's not concerned. 
I'm not concerned about him as the coach. I'm not think I don't know that ownership is concerned about him as a coach. Nobody's, you know, nobody's losing any sleep in the organization or in the Tomlin household to the fact that that extension was not done before camp. No sleep being lost on either side. To me, then that's a non-story. He's still got two more years on his contract. That's why it's that's why it's a non-story. Yes, that's typically the time they would like to they they would extend him, but when Coach Shaman says, "Hey, I've got more years behind me than I do ahead of me," that one he's still a young dude. I was surprised he was going. That actually, I felt that line was more of a story than the fact that he didn't get an extension. Well, how how many years has Coach Tomlin been a head coach? I'm pretty sure it's 17. Correct. Do you think Coach Tomlin will coach for 17 more years? That's probably a really good point, but part of me looks at him like he's a young guy. He could. I mean, my goodness. How many more years would he have to coach in order to be as old as Pete Carroll? What reason would there be for him to do it? There's no reason. There's no reason for Coach Tomlin. Just because he loves it so much. For 34 years in the NFL. So, So when he makes that statement of there's, you know, I got more years behind me than in front of me, I think it's a true statement. Yeah. That eventually, Coach Tom's, take, yeah. Coach Tom's going to take it. He's going to, you know, Coach Tom has a family mm-hmm. and they have paid the price at times of, of, uh, for his busyness with coaching the Steelers. And I'm not surprised, you know, someday Coach Tom is going to be a granddad. And I'm sure Coach Tomlin would love to spend some time as a granddad. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's, I think, but basically everything with, I don't know that he's right there yet, but yeah. And in, in, in the not too distant future, because I would imagine there, after his current contract is up, Coach Tomlin doesn't plan for any more than 10, 10 years after that contract. Hmm. 12 is still a long time so i guess maybe i was reading into that one too much but 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 you know the pittsburgh steelers they, they'll keep guys around forever and, and you think about how old people can be when they're coaching and w- when you just think of it as i kind of like the whole idea of do it he, he got in and he went rose to be a head coach at a young age so why not sure. get a lot of years in and then be able to take the time off to actually still enjoy these things with his family? So that was that we actually talked about that longer than I thought we would. So that's yeah. kind of the idea that we're talking about. Is it a story or non-story? So we're going to start with with the what I believe is the biggest story of today. And that is the Corey Trice injury. At the time that we hit record, there was no update other than it was a non-contact lower leg injury. It's the, you know, there's speculation whether, you know, knee. most people believe it's knee, but I don't even know that they got that specific about it. They haven't. So, you know, there. I mean, people that were there and looked at what they were, what exactly what they were looking at on him might say it was something, but I don't think there was anything else that coach Tomlin because I'll I'll, here, I'll even read you exactly what he said about it. Um, He said, um, he says, Corey Trice went down with a non-contact injury. You guys saw him carted off. I don't have any info more, any more information on the status of that. So he didn't even say leg when, when you, when you look at it that way, but rich Corey Trice injury story or non-story. Um, I'm going to call it a story, but not a major story mm-hmm. <clears throat> because 
we had the same story last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead. Gonna go ahead. Give props because I saw this early on the live chat before we even went live. Thomas Riley said, give Corey a year to heal and to learn like they did for Calvin Austin. Would I be mm-hmm. surprised if we saw Corey Trice basically get the Calvin Austin treatment? No. No. Wouldn't be surprised because honestly, they, the Steelers, I don't think were counting on him. Now, would they have potentially had some uses for him this year? Sure. Just yeah. like they would have had some uses for Calvin Austin last year. Yeah. But they they weren't relying on it, so it was easy to, as I like to say, give them that red shirt year. Yeah. I won't be surprised if Corey Trice, even if the if it's not a season-ending injury right off the bat, let's say it's something that would keep him out half the season, I bet he red shirts the season. Yeah, well, a lot of this is speculation not when we're fearing the worst. Wouldn't right. it be great? I mean, I'm trying to think. Who was it? Was it someone? Was it someone? I think from the Lions, maybe? They had somebody go down, and they're like, oh, on the, the first know. day. And I, I, I don't want to say the wrong name. I don't. So I was thinking it was a hyphenated name, and I might be wrong. But that, And there was a fear that, oh, it did not look good and everything. And next thing you know, they're like, nope, not so bad. So I'm really hopeful for that. And the thing is, is it a story? Yes. A lot of these things, there's different degrees of stories. And now, if your first-round draft pick or second-round draft pick is in the same same kind of light, it's yep. it's a different if it's it's a different spin on the story, for sure. And I do think that is that that, that is disappointing. But I do want to bring up something else that Thomas Riley said. He's like, if Trice is on IR, can a team try to grab him? Once he's on IR, no. But listen, listen, Thomas. I don't think he's going on IR. I don't think he's going on IR yet. IR yet. The Steelers. I think they got to keep him on the ninety man, because if you go on IR, you have to go. If you are not a vested veteran, you have to go on waivers. That's the process. Because if you ever see with some of these guys during camp, you'll say that someone was waived slash injured. So they were waived with an injury designation. Now, that means that other teams can claim that player off waivers even even though they know they're injured. So maybe someone's like, oh, the Steelers got to steal with Corey Trace. All we got to do is keep him on our 90 through training camp. We'll stash him there, and then we've got the rights to him if that's what they're going to do. So – they would have to clear waivers and then they go with back to the Steelers to where they can either be put on IR or, or they reach an injury settlement. I think I can't remember the number of days I wrote this article. It was a year ago. I wrote this article. So I might have to go back and check that, that there's, I think it's five days. Um, Don't quote me for sure. Cause I can't remember after they clear waivers that they have to, to come up with a, with an injury settlement or the player goes on IR. An injury settlement means that the Steelers would pay them for X amount of weeks that they believe they would miss. And those and the two sides negotiate what that would be, then it's all said and done. They get they get paid, they and then they're off to sign wherever they want to. Can't sign back with the same team until the length of that time of that settlement is up, plus I think an additional three weeks. So that's just some clarifying on the way that works. So to me, I don't think Corey Trice goes on IR until after um, – 
I think he's got to go on the 53, you know, go on the 53, then go on IR. And that could be the return thing. It could be that he goes right on. Uh, at what point do they not have to go on waivers? I got to go back and double check that Yeah, because, because that's the whole key is you, you don't want to, you don't want to mess up everything with that, but we could be getting the cart before the horse. I don't know. Um, Cause I know any other time that, you know, someone goes on IR that's a vested veteran and everything that that means their season is over. So that's kind of how it works. Um, and then like, and like Jennifer said, she's like, uh, isn't injuries the reason he fell to the seventh round? Presumably. Pre- pre- I didn't even get that word out. Right. Presume. Help me out, Rich. <laughs> no, presumably. There we go. I think there I, got you go. I got it. I got it. I got it. So to me, the Corey Trice is a story, but it's, It's not going to be the same headline as it could be if it was somebody else. Correct. But man, I, I mean, honestly, the headline most, would look a lot yeah. different if the player was was uh, yeah. JPJ and yeah. not Corey Trice. Yeah, um, which we'll get to there eventually. So, uh, really, really bummed for the kid. He was having having a great off season. Um, a lot of people looking for, and he was both of our number one. I mean, look at last week's show. That's how, that's how much has changed since our last show together, because yeah. he was our both of our number one camp darling, and he was he was right there. We've got other ones out there that, that could be there. So you ready for the next question? Yeah, next one. Next, or that you're. I don't know if it's a question or well, yeah, story or not story. Okay, I'm going to go back a couple days for this one. We'll get to okay. more, some more stuff from today. The signing of Quan Alexander. A story that's floating out there. Is it a story or non-story? The signing of Quan Alexander shows that the Steelers were unhappy with the players they had at inside linebacker. Non-story. Okay. Well, then tell me what the story is. The the story is... Quan Alexander came in earlier in the offseason visit with the Steelers. It was in May. I think, yeah. they, I think they could not come to an agreement on on a contract on what it was. And the Steelers said, here's our offer. It stands. Go see if you get yeah. what you're looking for from somebody else. And, and not, this is our situation. You know, if, this is, this is not, where we stand. If, if, yep. At the if, position, if not, yeah. If you want to cut, if you want to come back, if you know, our door's open. If you want to come back in, there you go. And that's what happened. Yeah, that's it. This I don't is... think it has anything to do with what else was going on in the room. I think that's just how they handled Quan Alexander's specific situation. Yeah, this are the. I almost pivoted tonight with something else because I'd, I'd written down some of these things sometimes. And it's funny because I say Steelers fans and or Steelers media, but you have to remember that it's not always the same people that say this. It's just, this is the story. And then this is a contradicting story that then goes on with the fans. And it doesn't mean that it was the same, the all the same people that were pushing the same thing. Yeah. But it went from oh my goodness, the Steelers don't have any depth at inside linebacker other than the, the other than 
guys that are brand new to the team and a seventh round rookie who just, you know, is, is only played two years of defense. What are, what are they thinking? They don't really have anyone in there. That's a coverage guy. What are they doing? Okay. That was the story. Then all of a sudden they signed Quan Alexander and I hear, Oh, have the Steelers created another Melvin Gordon situation? I said, oh, Gordon, Melvin Ingram situation. I know I was going to be going. <laughs> you know, now do they have too, too many players fighting to get on the field? Only two can be out there at a time, and sometimes only one. What what they do now? I mean, my goodness. Right. Which and, is and it? like you it's said, so it's not the same people. They needed somebody else, but now that they signed someone else, it's such a mistake because they have too much. Right. And like you said, it's not necessarily the same people saying that, but it's just like amazing how it's like this and all you hear is one narrative and then something changes and all you're hearing is the polar opposite. The polar opposite. Yes. Okay. Prime example. I had another one. I I had these all set up to write for an article, but my right now with covering training camp, I don't have time to write other articles. Like like another example where you, you hear that polar opposite. Okay. Oh, the Steelers have a draft and develop philosophy. What good is it if you're going to let a player like Cam Sutton sign with the Lions? That's what you heard on the first day of legal tampering of the league year. But what did we hear several weeks ago? Oh, my goodness. The Steelers signed Alex Highsmith for that. Why do they overpay their own players? Can't have it both ways. That's right. Exactly. Can't have it both ways. Okay. Yeah. So that that's just another example. So so yeah, I I believe that's that's particular spin of inside linebacker of saying that oh, this just showed that after a couple of days the Steelers weren't happy with the players that they had brought in at the position. I don't agree with that one at all. That's that's a non-story. That's a non-story. The story is the Steelers took what most what almost universally agreed was their weakest position group and added another player to it, another starting quality player. Doesn't mean he's going to start, but he's a starting quality player to that position for camp. What's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to, to me, the fun story would be to, is to get inside, you know, the Steelers and see what you could do to dig up to find out exactly how that went down. You know, was it Omar Khan saying to Quan Alexander, here, yeah. Yep. He, this is here's where we are. This is what we can offer. Yeah, right. you know, he and his camp kind of hedging at that a little bit. And you know, uh, I'd like to know was it an Omar Khan then would said, Hey, you know what? We like you, we like you a lot. We want you to be a Pittsburgh Steel. You know what? I'll start the telephone game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll like, start the telephone game. I'll, I'll start that. I'll whisper it to one Jefferson Hartman, let him would whisper it to our source, let the source. Whisper to the to the multiple people that we've got stuff from, and see what we can come up with. See what, we'll see what we can do. With. But that, to me, that would be the fun story. Then to find yes. out is exactly would be fun to find out how why things played out the way they did with Quan Alexander. Yeah, that that would be a good one. So I just I thought just I'd knew, bring that I, up. I, I just knew that there was one person on the Steel Curtain Network staff who I'm uh, was extremely happy. When Quan Alexander signed, 
and that would be one Andrew Wilbar because I just knew he was one of those guys he had an eye on and was hoping the Steelers would die. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and knock out another one of these that we're going to see okay. if it's a story or non-story. And the thing is, you, you, I'm going to let you choose your spin on this one. I gave you the specific spin, an inside linebacker that said, does this mean that? I am going to give you this topic. I'm going to let you come up with your spin to tell me if it's a story or non-story. And maybe I'll take okay. a different spin on it and then answer the question. You ready? Okay. This yep. is from today's yep. practice. Today's talking, practice. You're talking about practice. I'm See, I'm, <laughs> I'm not even on the right thing. But, uh, yeah, because we're, we're doing that a lot. We're talking, we're talking about, about practice. Yeah, well, you, you have to. You have to because um, it's not – it's it's not quite time otherwise. All right, so here we go. From today, specifically, couple back to back reps. Tell me the story of Darnell Washington and T.J. Watts. What spin do you want to put on that? And is it a story or non-story? Now you know what I'm referring to, right? I, I most certainly do. Okay, just make it short. Um, can I tell you what I'm going to call it for okay. a story and then give the spin? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm calling it a non-story. Okay. Because we're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. Not a game. Mm-hmm. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Yeah. Now, does it give me a positive feeling? Mm-hmm. Yes. It gives me a very positive feeling for Mount Washington. But really, there's no story there. To, to, to me, okay. Now, hold on. Hold on. Somebody put a comment. In. Bring it okay. Up. Jared Ellis said, I heard Mount Washington hit a Watt and Highsmith. Actually, not Actually. true. Actually. <laughs> Highsmith made him... Highsmith, uh, Highsmith, put a pretty good, Highsmith yeah. probably watched a couple reps, developed a plan... Went out yep. there and said, "All right, not, not, All right, not Rook, now face got? this. Now face this." To yep. me, I could spin this story either way because sure if you want to take if if you want to take the focus on T.J. Watt and say, "Oh my goodness, is T.J. Watt struggling in his return after last year because um, of of?" being able to be blocked by a third-round rookie tight end in practice, that's a non-story. No, no. We're talking about practice, everything else. To me, I could write this story right now for SteelCurtainNetwork.com. Make sure you're checking us out there. We're doing every. We're trying to work out all the bugs with everything else and make it the best site it can be for you all. But as we're doing that, we're just trying to deliver grade A content is our goal. All right, so I can write this story. Why don't you say that like it is? We're still trying to deliver grade A content while working through the bugs. While working through the bugs, exactly. Right, the content's not changed. Yeah, the content's yeah. So, so you're you're still getting. Well, I'll be honest with you. You're getting so much better stuff from one Jefferson Hartman. He's finally able to do what he write the stories he wants to write, and not what he was it was basically told he had to do by our former employer, which isn't, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, which is, which is what, you know, Hey, what do you do? You do what your boss asked you to do. So, but he, he enjoys his writing right now so much more. Look, um, just understand but, uh, yeah. that when it comes to, to, to the, site, the content, 
the content aspect yeah. is the content aspect. Yeah. So if I was going to write this story to give you some great content at Steel Curtain Network, my story would be, okay, in, in stepping into the NFL, Darnell Washington is up for the task of taking on the best. That's the story. Yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you step up and your first rep in backs on backers is against former defensive player of the year, Trent Jordan Watt, and they make you run two of them and you can pass block him. That tells me now, does that mean Darnell Washington's going to be fantastic every play of every game? And oh my goodness, we've already written it. No, but I tell you, it just goes to show that that is a good starting point. Now, if he'd have struggled against TJ Watts, guess what? Non-story. Yeah. Non-story. Because that's what you would expect. The fact that he could, you know, put together more than one quality rep against top competition does now all he's got to do is get consistency. But that just shows you that the ability is there. And to me, that's a story. But it's not complete. It's an incomplete. We're still looking at the rising action. We haven't been able to draw a conclusion. Now, also, I I, I also thought of things along this, this way. Okay. Now, I, I'm not going to. Uh, I'll never say that T.J. Watt didn't give a hundred percent on these, right? Because T.J. Watt gives a hundred percent. But the, what I can tell you, I can guess T.J. Watt did not do was try to go crazy and do something like we see him doing games in big situations that was T you know, and do the TJ Watt thing mm -hmm. because he's looking at it as we're talking about practice. Yeah. And I'm not going to do something stupid and get hurt trying to show up a rookie who, by the way, is a big dude and can hurt me. <laughs> You know what? These are you know what I mean? Like, like, Just like about all you, of them could hurt each other. The, the, right. You don't get to that level without being that that kind right. of player. But, yeah. But if I, if I'm not, but you know, tell me that doesn't get like I'm not going to go try to make it. You know, T.J. Watt tried to make a play. Yeah. Because T.J. Watt always tries to make a play. Yeah. But did T.J. Watt see who was over there and say, huh, "There's that big, there's that big rook. I'm going to try to give him one of my superhuman T.J. Watt yeah. moves just to show up the rook." No, because in doing that, he potentially puts himself at risk, and he is smarter than to put himself at risk for a backs-on-backer rep in camp. Yeah, and I'll, I'll also say this. T.J. Watt and Darnell Washington are both members of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I could almost guarantee that T.J. Watt has not put any kind of study into what he needs to do to beat Darnell Washington. That's right. But I bet Alex you, Highsmith you not while he was watching. T.J. Watt studying about anyone that he could be across in any game? I'm, I'm Absolutely he does. And right, the best things Alex he could Highsmith do. I bet Alex Highsmith was studying while T.J. Watt that, was going That's why we said that. Yeah, that, that's why yeah. we said that. Uh, so well, I'm going to follow this up with one that I, I kind of had. I didn't even have it written down. But okay. this is going to be more of a more of a five day question, okay? Here's story or non story. Nick Herbig, 
is showing he's an NFL outside linebacker. Uh, I think that's a story. Yeah. Through on pads and then again through um, after one padded practice. Yes. He's, he's, you know, a lot of people are thinking, hey, you know, maybe he's really an inside guy and everything else. He's not a guy that, that's been shying away. Lots of good reports on him. At I don't that know. Position. I will be right. I don't know if I if I would say the same thing in two weeks because I don't know. Those two weeks haven't happened. Yeah. But through five days, that's a story. Yes. Yeah. Because he's pretty much been the talk of some things about every day. Yeah. About every day. So since we were talking some outside linebackers there no, with Watt and Hotsmith, I just thought that was good to throw that. We're actually going to go ahead and take our break. I got a few more for us to go through. So this 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 is a lot of fun so far. So if you're yeah. with us on the YouTube, what Facebook, Twitter side, we're going to pause for a couple seconds. If you're with us on the audio, check something out about hydrogen or something else, and we'll be back after these messages. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, we are back. And for those of you that are here live on YouTube, they're like, what's Dave talking about? I've been getting the same the same commercial at the beginning and middle of every one of our podcasts for like the last week. So uh, I just didn't expect to get to kind of be, I don't know, it's a new month. Because I forgot to say that at the beginning. We're in August now, Rich. We are in August. Do you realize before this month ends, we will have a Steelers 53-man roster? That's awesome. <laughs> isn't, isn't, isn't that fantastic? I'm, 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 I'm like, wait a second. I'm not lying. Am I better? I got to double check today. I'm pretty sure it's the, is it the 29th? The 29th, I'm pretty sure, is the is the day that they go to 53. So so that's four weeks from today. Four weeks from today, we'll have, we'll have the, the initial 53-man roster, which will change a good bit because you got that extra week in there that they've had um, since they went to 17 games and only three preseason games. But you having fun? With these stories or not stories, I, I, I am. When you when you brought this idea up to me last night, I was it excited me because I was like, "This is not like something we've done," but I thought it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So let's get some of these. Some of these might go a little bit quicker. Here's another one from today: story or non-story. Inside linebackers are trucking people in backs on backers. You heard about Alandon Roberts. You heard about yep. Mark Robinson. You heard about Quan Alexander trucking some guys. Story or not story? Uh, it's a mini story. Yeah. It's a mini story. Yeah. It's a, because, it, and I call it a mini story. It's a feel good story right now. Let's wait another week and a half till we see what happens on that. Yeah. First preseason game on the eleventh. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, that will that will say a little bit more. Again, it gives me reason for optimism. Mm-hmm. I like the physicality, you know. Um, so from that aspect, it's it's got a a little bit of story. Um, but I want to yeah. see it uh, lined up across from another team. To me. The story would be if they weren't, That's because true. the drill, especially they they switch it up a little bit. They have different renditions of it, but the way they're doing the drill, for, for my understanding, the way they're doing it today, that one's really putting the back the, the backs at a disadvantage. Because you know it, it's kind of different how they do it. Because when you're talking running backs 
versus inside linebackers. That's a whole different level than when you're talking about tight ends versus outside linebackers, which was the other ones were the other ones that they do there as well. Right. So to me, it's a non-story because the drill was set up for them to be able to truck those guys. And they did. If they didn't, I think it would be more of a story. So I, I think we're kind of in agreement there. All right. Here's one that might take a little bit of discussion. I'm skipping one. I'll come back to it. Because this is this is today, but this has also been more than today. Joey Porter Jr. versus George Pickens. Um, is that a story or not? So actually, I think it's a fun story. I think it's a story that's going to continue going throughout camp. Yeah. Um, because I think, you know, uh, folks in the live chat were talking about, you know, steel sharp and steel very much early on. I think that's what this matchup's all yes. about. And it has been Agreed. fantastic. Now, let me just remind you that, you know, a lot of times I, so far, what I've seen in camp is just George Pickens doing George Pickens things. Yeah. He's not going um, his way at Joey Porter Jr. He does a the, I, I saw a highlight film that showed him doing that in the preseason last year, in the regular season last year. Some right. of this the, the the thing of just of coming off and just trucking him off the line. That's something that George Pickens does. You've you've got film on him doing that. And 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 then just so it's not like it was up, a specific yeah, rival going up and getting the ball. That's just when like that play today. That was just George Pickens doing George Pickens things. Right. Yeah. Um, You're talking about I, the, the amazing catch that he had, correct? Yes, correct. That one. Um, I, 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 I am liking who, who I am liking who threw that ball. Did Kenny Pickett throw that ball? Yeah, I think that was a picket. Pickett that pickets. Pickett that pickets. Pickett that pickets. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, if not, I wanted to play it anyway. But go ahead. So, you know. Um, and that was that. Oh my goodness, that was good coverage. I'll tell you what, though. The, <laughs> I mean, the reason the reason I think this continues to be a story, and these two are going to go back and forth during camp, is because like I am liking what I'm seeing from both of them. Yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing from both of them, and to me, that's the even bigger story. Yeah, well, because is you, they're going back and forth at it in camp, and liking what I'm seeing from both. Yeah, and it's funny because some people are saying it probably would have been offensive pass interference. There were refs to practice today. Yes, they, they didn't were. call it. They now, the they might have not been doing a very good job today. It might have been their first day. Correct. So may, 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 maybe that's that was a little bit rough on it. But Joey Porter Jr., who also the story – was oh well he can't he must he's good thing he's wearing number twenty four of Uncle Ike because he's just like him he can't catch he only had one interception in college that one today yeah you know that that to me right. that yep. story isn't isn't a quote unquote beef like there's a beef between them and that story now, is about the, these are two guys out there working hard against each other and let's keep watching this matchup. Yeah. Now, uh, this brings up an, an, another one. I'm bringing up a, a comment because it brings up another story, non-story. Yeah. Great cash by George Pickens since Pittsburgh Toddy 86. That, that, this was and the one might I was have been OPI yeah. and definitely would have been taunting. Yes. Okay. Everybody out there, stop with the taunting thing. That is a non-story. Okay. You know why? Well, We're talking uh, about wait, wait, say it, wait, say it. Did, did, Can I take a guess as to yes, why? Go ahead. We're talking about why. practice. Correct. But also, you also don't want to develop those habits either. Correct. But 
for a lot of folks that go to training camp, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff happens, happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So from the players, thing is, it's a non-story, but it is never... something that you will want to say like, hey, let's make sure we know that's not appropriate at times. <laughs> you, you you would see someone like, like, you know, I'm not saying that you have, but but like Cam Hayward might do something, maybe not exactly like that, but but that yeah. would, you'd be like, oh my gosh, Cam Hayward, what's he doing? That could draw a penalty in a game, blah, blah, blah. It still can't. They're having fun. Yeah. They're having fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there's, I mean. The, quiet, the, the, the issue is, is when it's time to get down to work, meaning on Sundays here starting next month, mm -hmm. then it's got to be about work. Not say you can't have fun, but right now you're allowed to take the fun a little further, in my opinion. Yeah. Take the fun a little further while you're in camp working on these things and then bring it back some. Yep. All right. Well, that's funny. I just got uh, uh, Jerry Cherry Band just noticed. He said, he said, nice shirt, Dave. For those of you that don't realize, that's right. You've got a double logo. Well, you got a triple logo. You've got it behind on YouTube. If you could see it, you've got the Seal Curtain Network logo behind us, but without the SCN on it. You've got the Seal Curtain Network flag behind my head, and you've got the logo on my shirt. That's right. We do have an apparel store. If you uh, are interested in any of that? The best way to tell you to get to that apparel store, I, you know what, I could try to tell you what the website is. But one way you could go is if you go to 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 Jeff Hartman's Twitter account. He has it. I'm pretty sure you might have it pinned. But uh, the the actual website is. I actually have a version of it up here. It is scnstore.itemorder.com. Dave, Dave, Dave. What's up? Be quiet for a minute. Let me talk and put it in the scrolly thing on the bottom. Ah, okay. put it. See? There. Ah, oh, see? I, was, I thought you were putting it in the scrolly thing no. on the bottom. So, <laughs> uh, so if you're on YouTube or Twitter or Facebook or wherever you might be watching us live out there right now, you see Dave's wearing the a gray shirt with the logo. Uh, is that the, is that the, the, the quick dry? It, it actually isn't a quick dry. It's not. I thought it might be, oh. but it's just, it's, I, I can't remember. It's a big and tall because there is a big and tall section at the bottom, which yes. they, their disclaimer is, oh, well, the quality of the big and tall stuff in order to get it that big might not be as good as some of the other stuff. I don't, I think it's good stuff in my opinion. Yeah. So actually, I would, I would for Kyle and I both out of the big and tall, um, mm -hmm. Although his is a as as an adult medium out of the big and tall, so don't speak, yeah. don't talk to me how that one works. But anyway, because we both we went with the gold, we went with the gold shirt with the logo. So gotcha. So I'll be wearing that to training camp. Ah, uh, yeah, and I hear the whole time I thought I was typing, it wasn't entered, it wasn't entering in. <laughs> so hey, I'm going to ask you another question then. Okay, ask me the question. Ready for the next type. question? Go. The quarterbacks, particularly Kenny Pickett, hasn't really been the headlines of practice, training camp practice so far. Is that a story or a non-story that quarterback isn't driving the discussion? Um, I want to say it's a non-story because mm -hmm. as I was keeping up with your with your training camp updates today and 
seeing some of the plays and even if you if i wasn't getting video of the plays the talking about some of the plays it's like oh so and so catch the 40 yard pass and blah 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 okay somebody threw someone it someone threw it <laughs> it's just not what they happened to highlight somebody threw that pass that went for 40 yards so um the, the question comes down to is, is uh, and I'll take your question. I'm calling it a non-story. I would ask a question back. Do the quarterbacks have to be a big story? Put it this way. The other thing that's good about you know not hearing about the, we're just not hearing a lot about the quarterback so far. Yeah. All right. Well, in Coach Tomlin's words, that means that you know they're not killing us either. Yeah. They're exactly. Just doing what they need to do. Okay. And that's fine. I don't need the quarterbacks to be flashy. I don't need the quarterbacks to be heroes. I don't need them to be the talk. But, you know, that 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 ball that George Pickens caught today, somebody threw it to it. Yeah. And, and you got to say that the throw had to be pretty decent for him to be able to make the play that he made on it. Yeah. So take that as you may. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying I just thought I'd ask because we've been talking an awful lot about a lot of other things. And it hasn't been a ton of talk about quarterbacks. I'm, and I'm I just, okay with that. We talked yeah. so much about quarterback last year. It made me want to vomit sometimes. Yeah. So I am okay with the fact we're not constantly talking quarterback. Yeah. And it's not like it's it, – and also like, it's also good that we're not talking bad about quarterbacks. That's okay. why it's a non-story to me. All right, I've got one more for you. Here's what I got. Okay. And this is just one that I, I – it, the only reason it's last is because I didn't think about it until the show started. <laughs> and that is um, Broderick Jones was running with the ones today. Story or non-story? Non-story. I would be expecting a first-round pick to be getting some time with the ones during camp. It doesn't mean that he's going to be with the ones on September 10th. Correct. So it's just, he is you're never going to know what you got if you don't put him out there with the ones at all. He is going to see some want some time with the ones during preseason games too. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's just how it is. Yeah, I would I would not be shocked to see it be game here's two. how I think. I mean, because we have we do have one more show before the preseason game, but since we're since it's on this this topic, I would not be shocked to see in preseason game one, assuming everyone's playing at least for a little bit, that the first the first part of things is going to be Dan Moore Jr. Chooks score for. I then think you're going to see then Broderick Jones come in at left tackle and Dan Moore Jr. move to right. Because to me, he's your swing tackle. Doesn't And I, I said this in the preview. Your swing tackle doesn't have to be a non-starter. It just has to be your tackle that could play either side that – that Dan Moore Jr. could could be a starter on either side. But if somebody goes down and you have to play the other, he's got to play the other spot. Right. I, I don't know that we're going to see Broderick Jones playing with what you would consider the other ones along the line yeah. in the first preseason game. I would mm -hmm. expect to see some of that in the second preseason game. Yeah. So the game I will attend. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't even know if so, if Isaac Samalo is going to, if he's going to play the first game, but if he does, I don't know that he plays two series, but if he plays two, I bet yeah. you ones with ones with more and ones with Jones. Um, but that might not be. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not willing week. to, I'm not willing to weigh out that that's definitely how it would happen. 
I, I'm no. not yet. Not, no, it's, not I mean, it's not, I'm just, I'm, I'm spitballing right now. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So those are, those are the, those are the main ones I came up with. So now I'm going to turn the tide. Was there anything about this, any story or non-story issue that I didn't throw out there that you would like to throw out there just, just to bring up? Um, yeah, hold on. I've been thinking. Mm-hmm. I had one that you hit me on there, so now that one's gone. Um, okay, because <laughs> you had you had some backups just in case we needed them. Yes, it okay. Did. Um, and I think we've covered most of them. So if you if you stall long enough, I'll come up with one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I stall, long oh enough. no, 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 no. Okay. Um. This is only something I've heard a little bit about at camp right now. Tell me yet whether it's a a yeah. story or non-story in the fact that um, we we have I have heard the reports of um, both punters mm-hmm. booming kicks at camp. Yeah. Okay. Is that a, so far? Is that a story or a non-story? That is a non-story because a punter should be able to boom kicks when they don't have people rushing at them to block them. Okay, that's when you yeah. need to boom kicks. So right. that's what I was talking about when I was seeing those reports the other day. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, for second day in a row, both guys are just yeah booming them out of the." F-. And I'm sitting there thinking, that's not a story. Yeah, it's. <clears throat> I mean, it it's a story if they're not. Honestly, yeah. The, the, the story would be if it was the opposite scenario. But to yeah. me, tell me they're booming them when they have when they have guys rushing their face. But also, you wanted punter to be able to boom it when you need the boom. But what I also want to see, I, I want to see that touch. I'll still say it. Best punt of the season last year by Presley Harvin was in Atlanta. In the closing minutes, minute of the game, putting them on the two. Yep. It was a 38-yard punt. It was a 38-yard punt. And that's after the Steelers took the penalty to back him up a little bit because they were at the edge of a long field goal. But rather than miss a long field goal, give the other team good field position in a three-point game, or was it a two-point game? Three-point game, I think so. I'm, I might be off. In a In a field goal game, I'll say that. They went, hey, we're going to pin them deep, and it paid off. Pinned them really deep. Minka picked off the first pass. Could have ran it in for a touchdown. Wisely went out of bound. Victory formation game over. Okay, that's what I want to see. So it's not always even just about the booming punt. You need the booming punt when you need it. But I also want to see, you know, I don't want when the Steelers need a 45-yard punt to put the ball inside the 10, that it's a 55-yard punt that nets them 35. As I like to call it, situational punting. Yes. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to bring one up here from the from the live chat. Okay. Go. Hey, Rich. Story or non-story? Patrick Peterson playing safety. Non-story. Probably See, because to it me, was expected. To me, I think it's a story. Do you want to know why? Okay. That changes for someone who writes the who writes the story predicting the 53 man roster. That adds a different dynamic of what you can keep at those positions if you've got people there. Because to me, also, someone like Elijah Riley playing in the slot, who's a safety, but playing something that's traditionally done by 
a corner. So when you're talking about some players that are overlapping position groups, that just like I would tell you, I think it's I, I think it's a story. DeMarvin Leal playing defensive line and edge. Because anytime you have guys that do that, that just changes up what you can do when it comes to forming out your roster. So I don't think it's a huge story. But it's, let's just say, it, it's enough of an item that would affect a story that I write here and there. So it's it's a baby story for me. Yeah, so. I understand. It's, um, the story isn't that he's playing safety. The story is more if he's playing safety and showing success, the versatility that it gives the Steelers with their roster. Yeah. Um, because I'm gonna, for me, yeah. it's not it's not a story because it's a surprise because I was I was expecting to see it. Yeah. So. Yep. Here you go. Story or non-story. This is this is from Sherry Richards. KZ injured again. That's a story. See, I think it's a non-story because you want to know the truth. If this was the regular season, I think he'd be out there. Like he wasn't in the boot again. He wasn't in the boot today. I think I, I think he I think he'd be coming along, but at this point of the season, they don't have to right now. But to okay, me, to me, the reason that's a story is because I'm sorry if I wake up and I'm thinking about the Steelers at night. That's something I'm thinking about. Gotcha. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll ask you this one, along the same line: story or not story? Okay. Minka Fitzpatrick being excused from training camp for a while. Um. It's a story until I hear until we until yeah. we hear some more details as to that. It is a story it's, until I get more details. It's kind of like you know when a, when a player's holding in. It's a huge story, and as soon as it's done, you forget that it even happened. Well, <laughs> you know? we, we don't we don't know what's going on and how this could be affecting Minka. What you know? I'm sure you know. If he's dealing with a personal matter, what's the personal matter? Is it something that's going to carry over into the season, or is it something that gets done and taken care of and he's back to Minka as usual? Yeah. There, we don't have enough info yet for me to say it's not a story because yep. it very well could be. And you're talking about somebody that I feel is very important to the Steelers' defense. <laughs> yeah. Hey, got to love this. Cherry Cherry Band yes. coming in. Just ordered a gold shirt. Yeah, I actually have a long sleeve gold one, um, but it's not. Although it was a really nice day today, I, I wasn't order. quite long sleeve yet. I'll probably wear that Thursday. <laughs> I have a. I, I'm just not a long sleeve person. I have a couple of long sleeve, mm-hmm. real light shirts that are UPF that I wear for fishing. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm not a long sleeve person. It's it's so funny because it's a it's a running joke with my wife and I going back. Oh my goodness, she was pregnant with my youngest who's about to turn eight. So we're talking eight years ago. I don't generally wear a jacket. What I do when I'm cold is, is it's, it's, and it has to always be the same phrase, long sleeve Steeler shirts. It's like, Oh, I need to grab my, I need to grab my long sleeve Steeler shirt. I've, I've only got like six of them. So that's what I wear in, in, in place of a jacket is that uh, she's like, Oh, let me get my jacket. Oh, let me get my long sleeve Steeler shirt. And it's, it's just kind of one of those things. Um, I'm going to ask you the big question. That being said, that being said yeah. what the, okay, so so you were actually oh, up here in my neck. You were up here in my neck of the woods today, and I didn't yes, I was. See you. Um, what time did you get up this way? I was at your school to drop off something to your coworkers at let's see at ten forty five. 
Okay, so you you missed it because if you'd have been here at seven a.m., it was like in it was you'd have you wasn't even fifty, that, was it? You didn't needed that long sleeve Steelers shirt. I, you know what? Uh, I, I had to wear one early this morning here because it was yeah fifty degrees on the button this morning. Yeah. Yep. So I'm and right. no humidity. It was yeah. quite. Uh, it, it was. was it, it was, was beautiful. Awesome. Awesome. It was beautiful awesome. up there. It was beautiful here too, but it was beautiful um, when I was in here. And the deer, your and the deer were everywhere, and the deer were morning. everywhere. They were everywhere. This All right, here's the here's the question. If we're gonna have time to answer it, because I'm gonna Do need it. you to answer it, and I'll answer it quick before everyone else answers. We're talking about stories versus non-stories. Rich, give me your biggest story of training camp so far. For those um, of you to live chat, get yours ready and typed up when you see me type it in. Oh, there. Think it over. I'll give you a couple minutes before I enter it in. What's your biggest story? <sighs> you know, then there's... That's I, tough, I'm isn't gonna it? Go with this, that I'm going to go with a story that I just really, really like. Could be your favorite story, yeah. Your this biggest my, story. So this is going to be my favorite story so far at camp. Is going to be um, my, my camp darling of last year. Uh-huh. Uh, is going to be Jalen Warren. He uh-huh. has come into camp even more jacked and running potentially even better than he did last year. And to me, that that is just... You know what? I, I'm going to take it beyond that. I'm going to take it because there are several players that have come into camp in absolutely phenomenal shape. And maybe that's that's to me would be the bigger story is the number of young guys that really put in the time in the offseason. And I can't wait to see how that pans out for them. Yeah. So let me go that way. Okay. I'm I'm going to say I really don't know what to say here. My biggest story of camp so far is is I'm going to say that <laughs> it's this is hard because there's so much there's so much to unpack. My 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 biggest story is I'm going to go with with even when the pads weren't on, it felt like one, there was some physicality, but I, I'm gonna say this. The new players to the Steelers, who I'm always like, you know, they don't always fit in, they're not always right. I have my biggest story is that is that I haven't heard bad things about a new guy not working out. If all if 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 almost all the new guys that's draft picks that's free agents if they're working out, you know, and I mean new guys that are supposed to make a difference that you expect to see the field, to me that's that's my biggest story. So there, I put it in the live chat. I gave you guys plenty of time to think that through and maybe shape that a little bit. Uh, this might take a little bit of time to read these. Uh, hopefully they're 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 pretty good. Um, wow, people were ready. Okay. Yep. Um, Afton Ford says Alfonso Graham's injury. Here's the thing about Alfonso Graham. I actually put it in our article when other people were saying otherwise. I'm like, it's not a given that the Steelers are going to move him to IR right now. Nope. Wave injure him when they brought in two more running backs. I was actually going to ask that as one of these questions. I forgot to write it down. Was that a story that the Steelers chose to, to release one of their other running backs rather than put Graham on IR? That's interesting. That to me, that yeah, that's a little bit of a yeah, that's, yeah, that's a bit of a story. That's a bit of a story. Yep. Thomas Riley says Calvin Austin turning DB's ankles. Okay, Calvin Austin's been up and down. 
So, like, the, I think his first day was kind of a dud, but that's why you don't judge everything on the first day, as we were saying on the preview. Yep. Um, Brian Brown, I, I can agree with you right there. I like this one. The injury report is always the biggest story. Yeah, good point, Brian Brown. That's a really great point, Brian. Nice really job, great. Double B. Yep. Uh, Kathy Ford says, Minka, M-I-A. Justin Conway agrees with Minka. Okay. So... See, this was another one I meant to have as one of these questions, and I forgot about okay. it. I brainstormed, but I didn't write it's it down. Right. We, we this next enough. one. Yeah. Steeler Chick 46. Potabon retires retiring. She's like, she lives in Iowa, and, and he is a former Buckeye. That's what I want to get from the insider. What was the deal? He retired what, after, what, two practices? That's that's just one of those. Hey, I still want to know more of the story of the Steelers um, undrafted rookie free agent, the the, the center from Iowa State that yeah, then decided not to come. Yeah. You know, that's that that's too. And both from Iowa. Interesting. Maybe there's some field of dreams to go on there. Um, so you got Ruben Stone says, I love how my boy Pickens is ready to be number one. So there you go. Um, Steel Dog 88 says almost absolute silence about Mark Robinson. I did hear he trucked someone today, right after I think it was Quinn Alexander did first, and yeah, then he got one right after one against Mark, the yeah. same guy. It was against one of the running backs they just picked up today. So, yeah. Um, uh, Christopher Hockenberry says Harris in the run game. Didn't I, he scored twice on, he went, on he went back to back first two on seven shots today? Yeah, on seven shots today. So yeah. So um Pittsburgh Toddy says Corey Trice injury and Potabom retirement. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Um I, I, I don't think that was his biggest thing because I think maybe Christopher was asking a question. Because yeah, he was saying he was Warren running doesn't no. mean that Warren's running better than Harris. No, but it's nice to see. I mean, to say, oh. You don't want your number two looking so so good because you're number one. No, you want to have all your running backs looking good. You know, apparently Anthony McFarland was looking good early in camp too. Yeah. Don't know how much today in pads, but we'll see. You know, right now, right now, from from what I'm getting, if I were to draw a comparison, because I think I drew this comparison with him last year with Jalen Warren, is um, is I, I think he's even sounding more like uh, MJD right now uh, than he was last year, and that's who I compared him to last year. Was was yep. so, so all right well we're already running over so we're gonna have to roll through some of these yep, real quick because yep, Sherry richard says sure. uh pickens rooms with robinson and his route running is really improving now here's the thing with robinson i i know you mean sherry you mean alan robinson Steelers have three robinsons <laughs> so they you know so this maybe it is mr robinson's neighborhood um with with um who is it yeah with with alan mark and Ken, Kenny's this, the the defensive back, right? Yeah, Kenny Robinson. I think so. Um, um, Jennifer says Canada's offense has more movement. Okay, that's there we go. Um, here you go, Claude Bishop. Pickett arm looking. Pickett's arm looking stronger. There you go. Um, um, Faustino Flores says player development and growth from last year to now. That's a pretty big story. Sherry Richards says Mount Washington looks legit, and so does Nick Herbig. You have to you have to hit on your mid round picks. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> and of course, Cherry Cherry says, here's to you, Mr. Robinson. <laughs> so um, 
Rich, that, that, was a, that was a lot of good stuff, a uh, lot, lot of good storylines, lots of fun as we kind of sort through the various things going on in camp. What are the stories? What are the non-stories? And I mean, honestly, you could say all of them's a story. The question is, is what is it on the on on the magnitude scale and everything? So make sure, hey, it's at the bottom still if you want to get your gear. Jeff Hartman has some um, Ride or Die crew shirts there if you check yeah. it out. Um, he has people taking shots in those. What I want to know is why he gets a Ride or Die crew. Where's the Scobro shirt? Oh, where's the Scobro shirt? You're wearing one. Um, I had to have it made myself. Come yeah, on. Yeah, my, my thing is I was going to say I could go do a Stat Geek shirt, but you know I don't know if all three of them would buy one. So, <laughs> so, uh, so, 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 well, yeah. If, so if you're going to get Stat Geek, if all three of them bought one, you'd be at 100%. So, yeah, there you go. You know um, something I wanted, to, I, I don't know if I can find it who had said it, but someone said um, that they're still having problems with the website. You know what? So am I. We're still trying to work through stuff. I've, I've been doing the training camp tracker where I compile the tweets to put them out there in chronological order. If I get too many tweets, it bogs it down and then it makes it hard to load. So like today I didn't do like any post-practice stuff because it was already getting to that point. Uh, there are some stuff we, like I said, we're trying to give you the best content possible. If you can't get to the site, make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facebook at steel curtain network. Uh, still trying to build up those accounts because that's one thing we just don't have quite the social. Luckily, we still have the same YouTube account. It just changed names. But for the but for those other ones, we were starting from scratch. So so check us out there. Like I said, check out the website and of course all the podcasts. I'm now I've been saying it for a while, but I am fairly certain that tomorrow I'm hoping we get a Steel City Insider. Hopefully, Jim's back working now from his vacation time. So we'll have that oh, tomorrow. I saw he was tweeting today. So yeah, he was tweeting some today, and uh, there'll even be more of these non-stories you get to hear even some more of them tomorrow night when they're pumping their brakes um with, with, with those kind of things just check out you know hopefully you, you know the lineup by now we are going to have some things it's going to be a little bit different what we get to the preseason games because normally our lineup is all about games on sundays and the preseason games aren't on sundays so we might have to tweak some things hopefully we'll know more of that next week rich anything you want to say here to close us out tonight um, I'm just going to close out with a real quick of when we're back here next week. Uh, I will be not only having the fun of doing this show after another week of Steelers practice, which we'll be talking about, uh-huh. mm -hmm. and, uh, but I will be on the eve of my own trip to train camp, which I am just excited. Like you wouldn't believe. Yep. Uh, actually the way I guess I should describe that is I can't wait. Wait.